Welcome to the Social Witnessing Podcast, observing the world from a nice, safe distance. Hello, hello. All right, episode 15, <laughs> Social Witnessing, with our very first East Coast guest, Liam. What's up, Liam? How's hey. it going? Yeah, Yaniv, right? It's Yaniv. That's right, Yaniv and Michelle. Michelle, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. How's Thanks. it going? It's good. We just actually got out of a, a trivia night with a group of friends and a friend in London, England hosted the night. So that was a nice oh, awesome. new opportunity in this uh, context that maybe we, we wouldn't have had before, which is really, really sweet. Yeah, you guys must have had a busy day because earlier today, I guess we can get right into that part of it. For um, sure. You guys had a Zoom dance party. Can you tell us about a, a bit about that? Yeah, so uh, a good buddy, uh, Ben, has been hosting this uh, virtual dance party uh, called Cabin Fever. And uh, he just invites, I guess, close friends and and family to join him uh, and whoever the host DJ is. And and today it was me. Uh, And we usually do uh, an hour playlist and everyone dances, people cook, people uh, today, Buddy Garrett was playing, uh, I guess he was doing a puzzle with his partner. Um, <laughs> there's there's kids running about. It's just, it's actually a really lovely uh, uh, event, which I hope grows. So uh, we were having Ben on the podcast, I think, um, on Thursday. So Amazing. We'll, we'll get kind of the full story then. But do you know a little bit about the origin story? How did he come up with this or how did this all come about? I don't. I, I know he's he's just uh, an amazing uh, community guy, and he I, I could tell uh, he right away he wanted to just connect with people, and he knew that there was a need for it, and I totally agree that disconnect is is an issue in this uh, in the pandemic. Um, so that's I think his 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 motivation is just totally pure kind kindness and community based for sure. And so, how was it today? Uh, I had a great time. My mom joined, uh, a cousin's partner from Newfoundland joined, some friends from Vancouver. Well, Nick and Talia joined. Oh, nice. Um, actually, the, the person that hosted it was uh, from Kelowna, Fatima. She, um, she, I think she goes to UBC or works at UBC, so she hosted the Zoom. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I didn't know everyone on it, but yeah, there was, there was lots of people from all, all sorts of places. And what kind of music did you uh, provide? Um, so I knew, I knew it was a dance party, so I kind of wanted to keep it an up, up-tempo thing. And I opened it up with uh, an Anthony Bourdain quote. Uh, and I'll send the mix to you so you can hear it. But uh, it's just talking about a place that's welcoming and that everyone can just be themselves and, uh, and just yeah, feel free no matter where you're from. So I, I opened it up with that and there was a lot of funk, some soul, a little bit of hip hop, a uh, bit, bit of the house, a little bit of disco. So kind of just kept it up tempo for, for people to dance to and enjoy for sure. Nice. And were, were there, were there a lot of kids? Well, we have, we have three kids. We have three boys. Um, so they're in it and we, they're wearing some costumes and I could see some other kids from, uh i think from out west there was a family on there um but yeah there's definitely kids that come in some people wear costumes some people um hide their the video so there's just <laughs> they're just listening in so yeah it's hard to know where where people are at but yeah 
I hope I hope everyone enjoyed. And from what I heard, Ben Ben uh, reached out to me afterwards and said people really enjoyed the music and had a great time. That's awesome. Um, so we'll, we'll get more from Ben, but in case some um, people want to join the next one, uh, just so I don't forget to ask later, uh, do you know um, what the process is for that? So want to get involved? Yeah, so uh, I think Ben posts on Facebook and Instagram uh, so you could get his handle. Ben Youngheart uh, is his Instagram handle, but he says that they're going to host it. And if people want to reach out, uh, like direct message him, he'll share the Zoom um link because i don't think he just wants to post it because then anyone can, anyone can join right so right. there's there's mm-hmm. issues of security and, and privacy in that too so uh, the, right that's the best way to do it cool that's awesome okay well we'll hear more about that on thursday mm-hmm. how is um the rest of life going <laughs> how, what, what's what's your situation like what's the last few months like yeah i know um your your partner uh, Bronwyn is involved in the Ministry of Labor. You said yeah. so. Anything you want to share about that? Um, so I guess a lot of people, you know, we're we're in a very fortunate position because I'm I'm an elementary school teacher and she's uh, Ontario government, so our uh, work situations are stable at the moment. Um, but right away, it's 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 interesting to watch her her job got it shifted very quickly from certain projects to dealing with. Uh, labor issues that are coming up right now. Obviously, there's a plethora of issues that are that are happening. Um, so her work is actually busier, which is not great because we have three kids at home, um, mm-hmm. and she has multiple meetings a day. She was working remotely from home twice a week. That was that was an option she had uh, from work. So she's she's used to working from home, but not with four other people in the house <laughs> and, yeah. and, a, and a toddler who, who needs, you know, full attention when he's awake. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been very difficult and very challenging. And for my job, um, having two school age kids, there's, there's the aspect of trying to get them to feel connected to school and their teachers and their classmates, but also uh, there's just so much coming at us at one time. And I'm trying to, be the parent, but also be the teacher for my own students and not overwhelm their families and put an extra burden and stress on them. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's, it's everything's so new and so raw. Um, and you, I'm, I'm I, the pressure I feel on myself is like to make the right decisions now that I don't have to, you know, answer for certain stuff down the road or, or backtrack or, but there's no blueprint. Right. So um, mm-hmm. my, my, you know, kind of my mantra is just err on the side of caution and try to be, uh, empathetic and understanding of, of everyone's unique situation and, and take it from, and, uh, luckily I have a colleague who we, we share our classroom together. So it, it's a bit of my workload isn't as much as, as some teachers for sure. Um, so fortunately we, we can kind of share a bit of the burden, but, um, it's, it's been, yeah, it's it's been very difficult <laughs> to be totally honest. What's what's your work look like? Like, what what does your school um, have set up for this situation? So uh, we, I work at a downtown. I guess you could consider inner city school uh, downtown Toronto. It's a K to six school. I teach grade three, um, and right right away, like just it's you know I follow a lot of educational experts and teachers on Twitter. And, and it's interesting like to watch this kind of evolution of like how people are approaching it. And 
right away, you know, I think everyone's intentions are really good. Um, so everyone's wanting to share what they're doing. And but like at the same time in the back of my head as a parent, I'm just like, just chill. Like everyone needs yeah. to just chill out because there's no, no one knows anything and everyone wants to be an expert and everyone wants to be ahead of things. But um, I just felt like it was too much too soon. And I have my own, you know, as a parent and I have my own, you know, concerns about safety and, and privacy. Cause I know some people were like gung ho on like doing, you know, video chats with their students. And I like right away, I just had a bad feeling. I'm like, there's, there's a lot of issues that can come up there and there's, you know, there's issues with the technology and not every family has access to technology or internet or like, so I was just like, why? Like we can't die, just dive into this, not knowing how to help, mm-hmm. how to help people. And that's our job is to support kids. And, and I think at this stage, and it's, it just still feels so early in the game that our number one job is to, you know, to emotionally support our students and hopefully also support their families too, if we can. And, and, and some, some families I know, they, they don't really want any contact with the school and maybe they have reservations and mistrust of, of the educational system. And I, and I get that too. Um, so I, I just, I just feel like we, you know, no matter what the sector is, no matter what the, the job is, we got to just tread lightly and, and be, be kind and, and respectful of, of people's unique situations. Cause every, obviously every family is different. Every, mm-hmm. ex, every family has different expectations too. So it's, have, have you been in touch with parents? Like, are you getting direct feedback from any of the parents? So what's going on? Yeah. So what, what my colleague and I agreed on, luckily we like, we see things very similarly. And, and I, I, I knew from the beginning of the year that everyone had, every family had access to technology because I found that out early on in the year. So I knew how to tailor, you know, like what we were doing in the class. I, I'm not big on homework at all, uh, but I did sign it, our class up for a math online math program that we could do in the class. But if they wanted to do it at home, they could also access it. So that that I found that out early that everyone did have access. Um, but that looks different in every situation. There might be one device that they could go online on, and mm-hmm. that, and now everyone's working at home, or you know they have siblings too, maybe older siblings that need a device also. So like that, you know, that looks totally different. Um, so what I did before we were expected to go online and and provide something. I, I sent out a survey, um, an online survey, ironically, uh, <laughs> but I, I just, w- the feedback I wanted to get was like how people were feeling, what, what they had at home, what access they had, what they had, if they had any. Um, also, I, I asked like straight up, like, do you want anything from us? Like, do you want us to be sending you anything? Because I knew there, mm-hmm. I knew there would be um, a, a range of, of responses. Like, and sure enough, there was, it was, there was everything from, I don't want anything. And I was not surprised by that. And also like, I want daily things. I want, you know, very specific things. Uh, I just want my child to be able to check in with their teacher and their classmates. And I'm like, everything I understood, like I agreed with <laughs> and, I, yeah. and I, and I understood that like every situation is different. And, and we, as educators, we need to respect that as, as we would in the classroom, like every student is different. Every learning style is different. Um, so how can we accommodate as well as we can in this, in this situation? 
So, mm-hmm. yeah. So that, 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 that information I was able to get from that survey at the beginning was super valuable just for me as a teacher and a parent, just to know that like, you know, how other parents are feeling out there, even though if it was just like a little snapshot of my particular class. Um, yeah. yeah. And what's been the feedback so far for the stuff that you have kind of started working on with them? Um, so we opened up a Google classroom and um, we agreed and, and the directives from the board and please don't quote me on anything <laughs> is uh, that in theory where the kids are supposed to get from the teachers an hour of work every day and um, focused on language and math. So our idea was, okay, we'll, we'll post uh, one math activity and one language activity a day, make it very clear that it's like, you can do, you can do this at any point whenever you want or not, you know, like if you can't do it, don't worry about it. Like if you want to do it later, you can come back and find it. So we've kind of scheduled stuff to come out every day, but it's all like categorized in, in weeks. So if they haven't been able to get on until now, they can go back and check on week one if they want, or they could just start from week, whatever it is now. <laughs> yeah. Does anyone know? <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what? Week? What? Um, yeah. So we did like, and, and while, as we're kind of planning this, I'm, I'm getting stuff from my own kids, teachers. And I'm like, you know, I, I, the last thing I want to do is like shame other teachers and talk poorly about other teachers because everyone's approaching it differently. It's like what, whatever your skill set is, that's what you're bringing to the table. Right. And, mm-hmm. and some teachers are so amazing in the classroom, but they don't have the technology skills or the know-how. So like that doesn't translate into the, this situation at all. So this, yeah. that's not fair to them either. Right. So um, I, I just felt like we were getting a lot of information all at once and my my reaction to that was like let's stagger stuff and release it slowly so it's not it doesn't feel overwhelming to the to the families and also be very clear on how what the expectations are so there's like there's no due dates there's no immediate marks or anything on anything it's just like here's some stuff you can do and Mm -hmm. and if you're up for it today then go for it if you just want to look at it and then log out by all means but I just, th- I just didn't want them to feel, kids and the parents, to feel any pressure. Like, this, is, this whole situation is a constant pressure, it feels like. So it's like, yeah. why, why would we want to add to that, right? Like, um, so, so quickly we realized that, and, and talking to our other colleagues and our, and our principal, that the, the most important thing is connecting with them. And, and right away, like, the main page on our Google Classroom is just kind of like a chat room. So right away the kids are just saying hi to each other and like connecting it, it was beautiful to see and I, I that made me feel better about anything like we're providing a, a forum for them to reconnect with their classmates even if it's just you know in a three-word sentence like it was we were giving that to them and trying trying to give that to them so mm-hmm. right because i mean the writing and reading and math they're they're gonna they're gonna be okay uh look at the uh, long-term timeline nobody's gonna suffer if we take a few months off or even a few years yeah, off really yeah. yeah i i you know like i i totally agree with that sentiment and but i also you know the the, the teacher in me also has to consider that there's there's a huge equity part of, the, of this whole situation that uh just access to to education ed- access to information that there will be kids that are getting 
support that other kids aren't right so like at home so yeah um so when we come back to school uh you know i i hope across the board and across you know this the system that we that's how we approach it is that this is this has happened to all of these kids and it's not that they're at ground zero again they're they're going to be all be at different places and that's not that different from a regular classroom but it's it's an extra layer of like consideration that that we'll have to take and uh yeah yeah it's 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 an unknown so we'll see when we get there but i i i do feel like um that they will share they'll at least share that they've all been through something collectively right so they'll they'll definitely have that to talk about <laughs> and connect with yeah I'm- I wonder grade three, I like, because our son is younger, I can't really remember like where my mindset was in grade three, but I feel like in grade three, you're, you're pretty aware of the world now. So I wonder if maybe even for them, there's a bit more of a, an impact, like they're much more aware of what's going on compared to like, you know, people with younger children. Right. I, I I still don't think we'll know for a long time what, what the long terms effects and I hundred percent, I don't want to be negative. Like there will be some huge positives of this. Like, um, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm trying to find those silver linings all the time with my own children, but, and I hope for, for all kids that there's, they'll, there'll be stronger connections with certain things in their life that they would never have had unless this happened. Right. So, um, I, you know, I even look with, with, we have a, uh, a son in grade three and a son in grade one, and the grade one, he's struggling big time. Um, and maybe we wouldn't have seen the side of him if it was just, you know, regular routine, going to school, coming mm-hmm. home, you know, watching a bit of TV, making dinner, hanging out, playing, going to bed. And like, we wouldn't see his struggle. And, and, he's, and he's showing us that this is, this is not okay and that this is not he's not into this. <laughs> yeah. He's a, he's, he's a hundred percent an extrovert. And, and I didn't never, you know, I, I feel like I'm an introverted extrovert. So I would, I don't really consider how this would affect a full blown extrovert, but I'm seeing it firsthand. And he, he, all of a sudden he had his whole social network taken from him and, mm-hmm. and his whole outlet, emotional outlet if you could call it that and and uh group of friends and you know like i was talking to buddy tonight about is like school at times for some kids that's the audience that they need right like they need to express themselves to uh, to a group of people that you know 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 them and care about them and and it's different at home uh you know obviously we care about him but it's just we're we're his family right that that's a constant but um I do feel like he he hundred percent is missing a lot of what school provides and a lot of what his friends give him. So, and how? Sorry, how is that manifest manifesting um, for you guys? And what are you doing to kind of try and deal? Um, with yeah, without getting too too personal. <laughs> um, yeah, it's also his his birthday tomorrow, so I think that's been a layer of it too. And he knew that you know like. I think he probably figured out pretty quickly that, oh, I'm not going to have a regular birthday. And so we're mm-hmm. trying to find some semblance of, of, you know, what it could have been <laughs> with, without dwelling on what it isn't. But, um, you know, just we've, we've tried to connect him with uh, on FaceTime and came out with a messenger for kids that's, you know, through, through the parents' uh, account. And that's, he's been able to do that with his cousins. 
Um, but it's manifested for him. It's manifested in just like uh, emotional kind of breakdowns and uh, just ne- negative kind of self-talk that I've never heard before. And that was so heartbreaking for me. And as it, as his mm-hmm. dad, and I, you know, of, of a, of a, you know, seemingly usually confident child to, to express, you know, really negative thoughts and feelings uh, more thought more thoughts mm-hmm. and feelings and, and it's the feelings part that we're trying to work on is just you know before he gets to anger or sadness like what you know express something before getting there and you know obviously if you get there we'll try to work our way through it but it just feels like it goes from you know nothing to extreme right uh, yeah i wonder if like not only for him but for me i'm much more of an extrovert like i definitely get my energy from people i wonder if this is maybe even an opportunity for <laughs> extroverts to you know find a way to find energy other way other ways and like what you were saying like helping him work on his feelings and things like that uh it's the same in our house like we've had a lot of negative like between me and, and my son too a lot of negative self-talk and like bursts of anger and frustration and i think it's the same so I'm definitely interested how other people, how other people are dealing with it. And like, yeah, what do you do? I don't know. (laughs) Well, I empathize with you. I'm sorry to hear that you're dealing with that. Like, I, I don't know. Like, and and I think it's okay to not know, but um, I just, you know, we're as parents, we decided pretty early that we'd be not like authoritarian, but we'd, we'd be strict. And like, I see, you know, in my job, I see a lot of kids that are seemingly, quite lost and looking for a structure and looking for um, the adults to kind of like give them structure and give them yeah. right. Like I like, and I don't, you know, that, that that's just me projecting, but like that's the approach we've taken with our boys. And, and this whole situation has really thrown it back in our faces. Like it, that, that approach doesn't work in this context, <laughs> you know, like um, yeah. they need love. They need, you know, and, that's, and I'm not saying we didn't, we don't give them love, but like the, the kind of strict, you know, uh, structure doesn't really work right now, right now. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Like it's okay for us to, d- to adapt and it's okay for them to play on like a video game that they never would have been able to play on before. Cause it's just like, yeah. The, the, it's not that there's no rules but like the rules are different and 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 if yeah. we're constantly trying to like keep this the semblance of what it was before in this moment it does it it will drive ourselves crazy and like that we won't be the parents we want to be or we've ever wanted to be right so um i i think there's a lot of forgiveness we gotta give to ourselves and i had a i had a huge breakdown very you know, I think it was in the second week. So we had March break and then um, we ended up having the opportunity to, to be at my brother's. Uh, he has a house up north and his family wasn't there. So he offered it up to us before we were going to like self quarantine at home. But we were there and there was one of these breakdowns and one of these situations where our middle guy was um, really upset. And I was just like, and I was a wreck. I was just like, oh my God, this is, am I going to have to deal with this for however amount of time? Yeah. Is this the, is this the yeah. new normal? Like, oh God, please no. But uh, it, it was, a, it was good for me to go through that. And, and, you know, the next day I felt a little bit better and, and maybe started to accept what was going on a little bit more instead of fighting it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting to, you know, what, and that's the cool part, I guess the cool part about being a parent is 
they make us reflect on ourselves and question our habits and our own behaviors um, that we've been stuck in for a long time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it really feels like with the parents that we talk to on this podcast and just generally people in our lives that parents are just maybe, maybe not even yet, but are some are starting to just kind of get uh, a routine and like kind of start thinking about what's going on. Whereas until now, everything was just like pure survival right, right. and pure, like just make sure everybody's okay yeah. every day. Yeah. And now as, as people are talking about like 12 mm. months, 18 months, those kind of numbers start to get thrown mm. around and people are trying to kind of figure what am I going to do if this, if this really goes that long? Yeah. Well, it, it's interesting. Like, uh, I guess after the second week we came home and we were like, okay, well, this is it. We're going to be home for, you know, potentially months. So we got to figure out before the, even the schooling online schooling happened. So I did a, I did a schedule and I, like, I was laughing at all the schedules that are being posted online. Like people are either like sharing them, look what this mom's doing. And then people are just ripping on it. But like, I was like, we, we need, we need something like, and the funny thing is I just, you know, I drew up a schedule and it's kind of hourly schedule starting at nine until dinner time. And uh, I posted it beside the fridge and I didn't know how it would go over, but I walked our boys through it and within like the, the first day they were going back to the schedule and like checking what time it was and being like, Oh, it's like, and none of it was like schoolwork. <laughs> it was just like play yeah. in the basement, play in the backyard. Like, <laughs> but they, I realized like, you know, both of them have the older ones have totally different personalities, but both of them were going to schedule and be like, Oh, okay. That's what we're doing next. And that, that feeling of what to expect and, and structure kind of kind of came back mm -hmm. and it was just like they even if it's like play on the ipad for whatever they, they needed that they need they and and yeah. i needed that and and Brawlin needed that like and you know you throw a toddler in that and that totally changes things but they the older kids they that's what their life is right like they monday to friday yeah. and sometimes on the weekends they had schedules and there's comfort in that there's comfort in knowing what you're doing in the next hour right or to and there's that bit of like added security too that feeling of like of being secure like your parents have a plan for you even yeah, if it's even play. if they look like they're totally losing their shit <laughs> <laughs> they they made up a kind of fake schedule <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 well i you know like even obviously before this but like reflecting on my how my own parents were with me and uh, you know, certain things I want to take from them and pass on to my own kids or certain things I don't want to do. A big thing was I never really saw my parents as people, right? Like, and like, and that was very mm -hmm. purposeful on their part. It was like, we are the authorities and we're, you know, like the, there was very little, you know, like weakness shown or if there was weakness shown, it wasn't explained. So um I don't want that to be the case for my kids. And, and when I don't want to like put my stress onto them, but if, if, you know, things aren't working, I want them to know why they're not working and, you know, how they might play a part in that or how it just might be on mom and dad to fix it, but just be a little bit more transparent. And uh, hopefully that'll mm -hmm. be a, you know, something positive to take out of this too, is, is we get a chance to try that with our own kids, right? Like be, be a little bit more real. 
Well, and even even just showing them like how how you're adapting, like I think it's a good it's a good thing for them to see and their parents to see that like even in facing these challenges, you're finding a way to continue and like give them some semblance of yeah. structure. Um, so in, in this, are you finding other positive things that maybe like you'll take away after this if things do go to some sort of new normal? Uh, like like silver lining kind of things. Um, yeah, yeah, I think about that a lot, and I kind of want to start making a like a mental list of things because obviously things can adapt and change and and progress but um I do feel and I was saying this to a friend the other day that I'll probably get to know my kids in a better way than I ever would have been able to and and that's Mm -hmm. something for sure like I I'm seeing them as their own individual people for sure and um you know, and, and appreciate the, the team that Brown and I are, we are and what we're trying to be and, and kind of galvanize that a little bit. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still, still trying to find like, we're, again, we're in a very fortunate position to have or both have our jobs and, but we, we're not paying for daycare right now. So we have this kind of big chunk of money monthly, <laughs> a, you know, money that we're not spending yeah. on something that we can, you know, pay off some debt and like, you know, take care of our family in a different way and not spend and live outside our means that, you know, that obviously we have been doing and most people do. Um, it's a, it's a bit of a wake up call to that too. And uh, we, we just spoke about it tonight, but um, <clears throat> we have, both of us have a four over five. I don't know if you know what that is planned for, 2021 2022 so for the last four years including this next year we've been paying we've been getting paid 80 percent salary and 20 percent of our salary has been going into savings and the 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 tdsb is doing that for me and the ontario government is doing that for brahman and the fifth year of the four years uh the final year we get the year off with 80 percent salary paid to us Wow. So we, oh, wow. you know, obviously not not predicting any of this crap. We had this yeah. year as a family, a year together away, and we were going to go away, and we are going to go away if we can. Um, we've had that plan for the last, you know, three and almost four years. So we we knew, you know, we feel like we. We knew we know what's important for our family and what we want to do with our family, but we weren't necessarily in the, the position to do what we want to do. But we we were planning towards that. So, uh, you know, best case scenario, we have a year away and we can travel and um, go to the places we want to go with our kids and, and show them parts of the world. But that might not happen now. And and I'm looking, you know, far ahead, but we don't know. And again, you know, erring on the side of caution. So I, we, we talked about it tonight. Like, would we just push that year away to the next year or what would we do? And I, I was like, I, if we're going to be stuck at home for another year after this one, um, I'd rather not be having to work. <laughs> I, was rather, I was like, I, I, you know. I thought you were going to go the opposite way and be like, ah, oh, we're already here. What's the point? But you're just well, like, that's no. kind of it. Like, but it, yeah, like if, if we were at home and we didn't have any kind of work expectations on us, it would be a very different context. And uh, 
Yeah, it might actually be nice. Especially the uh, yeah, he, so yeah. he'll be three, and we like he was born after the we started planning this. So yeah, take that in consideration. But uh, we all so as soon as he was born, we're like, oh god, he's we're gonna have a three year old when we're you know our plans were to go to to Vietnam where my where my dad's from. We've both been there before, but the kids have never been, so we we're gonna make that our our home base and then travel from there. But who knows? It's you know may not happen (laughs) and you know speaking of that and and thinking ahead where are you guys on the spectrum as far as like i asked this question the the last few episodes is if they said if the government more said hey you know everything's okay restrictions are lifted some people are going to get sick some aren't um but the like the the peak is over and we're heading towards herd immunity are you guys the kind are you would you send your kids back uh, the, the school this year would you start traveling fairly quickly would you kind of go out and be yeah, the first yeah, people out yeah back in life? Uh, no I, I like from it's interesting to see that in yourself like where do you stand on that spectrum right like you you don't really know until mm-hmm. you're in in the situation and I realized very quickly that we are 100% taking a conservative route with this and a lot of it has to do with one we have you know small children um if one of us got sick like how much pressure is that on the other partner to take care of the kid you know like mm-hmm. and then we all have boomer parents thankfully they're all still alive but you know do we you know how would, would it be if we were the ones to get our parents sick um mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, I think a big it, we had a big there apparently there was a big protest in toronto at queen's park today of you know covid deniers and uh people are calling this a hoax like i i just feel like it takes one you're you're one connection away from understanding that this is real and 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 yeah. i i don't want i don't wish that upon anyone but that for some people that's what it's maybe that's what it will take is like your partner or mm. your mom or your whoever like your your friend from work gets sick and they're really affected by this i I think for some people that's unfortunately that's what's going to have to happen for them and and my you know a buddy from work um his uncle passed away and he was really taking precautions and social distancing and uh the only place he was going to was a grocery store and he was i think in his late 50s and he got sick and he passed away And, and i was like that that is obviously super sad but that's a situation that people aren't considering that in their own family and in their own social group and Mm -hmm. um my brother's a retired police officer and there's a number of police officers that are infected and i know someone that he used to work with and she's in her late 20s early 30s maybe but super fit super strong and she got sick more than she's ever been in her life and and very scary and and i'm like why do people have to roll the dice and like wait to find someone that they know gets sick i I just don't i just don't understand that Mm -hmm. and even today we went out we're lucky we have a laneway behind our house and i know vancouver has great laneways uh to explore but we went out and that's that's where the kids can ride their bike and there's usually no one around but we went out today and there were three families hanging out together and probably about nine kids and there was zero social distancing happening. And I'm like, why, 
why are you, the rules for you different than they are that I'm imposing on myself? Like, and, and also, and also the government's mm-hmm. imposing should be imposing. Right. Um, and I, like we have friends down the street that we'd love to see and we'd love our kids to play with, but we know this is not the time for that. So I, that, yeah. that dry, just drives me crazy is like the approach that different people are taking now, who knows months from now or a year from now, but right now we don't know anything. We, we, re- we really don't. And, mm-hmm. and information coming out in the last couple of days just about, you know, the, if you are infected, that does not guarantee any kind of immunity. Like, that's the stuff that we need to know before we go out and socialize in the way we used to, right? So, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think, like, obviously, like, that's why we were doing this. We feel the same. I, it took me a minute longer to get there, but that was that was it. My sister was working and she had potential exposure. And so she had called me to let me know. And that was when it right. really changed it for me. Because I was like, oh, this isn't that far away. Like, right. it's not just on the news. <laughs> I'm not laughing. So, I'm not laughing. I'm yeah. just like, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that makes total sense. And if you have anyone, any family member or friend that works in healthcare, like, you know the stress on their family and them. So why would you mm-hmm. add, you know, knowingly add to that stress? Like, I, don't, I just don't, it's just so selfish. Um, yeah. And, and we've been very strict with our own parents. Like, kind of fortunately my parents were in Mexico when all this happened. So when they got home, they knew they had to uh, self quarantine and we, you know, we dropped off groceries and everything to them, but we didn't see them. Um, but I know a lot of it, the boomer generation are struggling with this um, and, and taking it seriously. And, you know, I'm sh- obviously there's people that are, are fully on board and taking it seriously, but there's a generation of people that uh, uh, on the spectrum that aren't and, and that, I guess that depends on where they are in their life. They don't have dependents in the same way that we do. <laughs> I was like, our generation yeah. is in a really precarious spot because we have young children and, you know, most of the time aging parents. So we have this like this pressure mm-hmm. and responsibility to, to not, to not let things get out of control. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So I guess um kind of trying to end on, on, uh, a bit of a positive note what would be your message to people who you know are still on the fans uh i don't think we're going to convince the deniers with this <laughs> podcast but maybe people who are just like half halfway uh, halfway to being as serious as some other people are what, what would you say to them um, I, th- I think it's it's very early in this whole situation to know what's right and what's wrong so why not err on the side of caution care about your family stay with your family focus on taking care of your the people you live with and that are close to you and if you have to support you know some elderly people that in the community then obviously that that should be happening too but just wait <laughs> if you are in a position to wait please wait and and uh try to find some really uh happy moments that you can create in your own household and your own family and, and and make some hopefully positive memories for, for your family going forward that when hopefully all this is said and done, you can look back and be like, remember those times when <laughs> I, I just feel there's going to be a generation of kids or be like, this is, you know, a big part of their upbringing and that, you know, makes them, you know, potentially depending on what age they are, 
that that affects who they are as people and and for for generations that went through war or you know refugees like that affects the trajectory of their life and and i think for a lot of people this is 100 percent. this is going to affect them and it could be could be for good mm-hmm. could be for good um hopefully <laughs> yeah well said uh we just want to thank you so much for coming on we know it's uh much later for you than it is for us so thank you for staying up and um joining us and uh we wish you and well, your thank, family thank the very you best really nice yeah. to chat with you guys and uh, love to your family and and your friends too out west yeah uh, thanks. take care thanks you so too. much bye 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 bye